0: Through the years, I have been fascinated by a phenomenon known as hyperthymesia, hyperthymesia. It's also known as highly superior autobiographical memory, highly superior autobiographical memory. I first read about it years ago in a magazine article about a radio news anchor who could remember practically everything he had ever done down to the day of the week The clothes he wore, the things he ate. An interviewer could ask him, well, what were you doing on March 31st, 1977? And he could tell you exactly what he did that day. Well, sometime after that, 60 Minutes profiled some people with this same ability, including the actress Mary Lou Henner. Uh, Henner uh, had been a member of the cast of the TV show Taxi. Apparently she has this ability, and in an interview she said of her recall ability, she said it's like putting in a DVD, and it cues up to a certain place, and there I am again. So I'm looking out from my eyes and seeing things visually as I would have that day. Now I was reminded of this phenomenon more recently by the review of a new book called Remember, the Science of Forgetting and the Art of Memory. It's by Lisa Genova. Uh, Genova explains that a healthy brain, a healthy brain, forgets most of what passes into conscious awareness. And that forgetfulness is our, our brain's default setting. So those who have this highly superior autobiographical memory are extreme exceptions to the default setting of forgetfulness. I think there's only around 60 people that are known to have this ability. In the actual book, Remember, Genova says that creating a memory takes place in four basic steps of encoding, consolidating, storing, and retrieving. Uh, Encoding is when our brains capture the sights, sounds, information, emotion, and meaning of what we have perceived. Consolidation is when our brain links all this into a single pattern of associated connections, and then it is stored so we can retrieve it and remember what we have learned and experienced. But Genova says that all four steps have to work for us to create a long-term memory that we can consciously retrieve. Although it's not in recorded in Mark, in the early church's memory and in the Gospels of Matthew and Luke, Jesus commanded the disciples to eat bread and drink wine in remembrance of him. Roughly 20 years after the events described in Mark occurred, the Apostle Paul He told the Corinthians, I have received from the Lord what I also handed on to you, that the Lord on the night when he was betrayed took a loaf of bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body that is for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. And in the same way, Paul says, he took the cup also after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The context of this tradition and Jesus' command to remember him occurs in the context of the Passover meal. Mark tells us that on the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, Jesus, uh, well, Jesus' disciples asked him, where do you want us to go and make the preparations for you to eat the Passover? And so Jesus sent two of his disciples and they found everything as it had been told them it would be. They met a man they met a man carrying a jar of water, and they followed him to a house where he said to the owner, the teacher asks, where is my guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? And there he showed them a large room upstairs, furnished and ready. So this all happened as Jesus said it would, and so the disciples prepared for the Passover meal. Well, the Passover meal itself was an act of remembering. This Passover meal celebrated the the Exodus event, when God had acted to free the Hebrew people from bondage in Egypt. Uh, as described in the book of Exodus, this event, God commanded the Hebrews that each family was to take a lamb, slaughter it at twilight, and take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and on the lintel of the houses in which they ate the lamb. And this would be a sign which the Lord would see, and He would pass over them. So in celebrating the Passover meal, Jesus uh, Jesus uh, and his disciples are simply doing what was commanded of them uh, They were remembering this Exodus event. They were remembering that original Passover meal And it said in Exodus about this I was be celebrated It said this day shall be a remembrance for you You shall celebrate it as a festival to the Lord throughout your generations You shall observe it as a perpetual ordinance So that's what Jesus and the disciples were doing, but with a difference. In the meal with the disciples, Jesus refrained what God had done in the past and what God would do through him in his death. Mark says, while they were eating, he took a loaf of bread, and after blessing it, he broke it and gave it to them and said, take, this is my body. And then he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he gave it to them all, and all of them drank from it, and he said to them, this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. And so here Jesus, he casts himself as the Paschal Lamb whose blood saves and whose body is consumed. Jesus' death is a a sacrifice that creates a renewed covenant community which will gather together after his resurrection. Through Jesus' blood, God established a covenant with the disciples and God established a covenant with us. And we remember what God has done through Jesus, each time we gather to eat bread and drink wine in remembrance of him. But none of us have an actual memory of that Last Supper with Jesus, right? Right? Nobody has a memory of that actual Last Supper with Jesus. Well, in the years afterwards, the disciples they would have been able to consciously retrieve the memory of their last supper with Jesus. They could have remembered the way Jesus looked. The way the light was coming in through the windows, they could have remembered the taste of the wine and the taste of the bread. They could have remembered the emotions that they felt in that moment. They would have been able to retrieve all these perceptions from their memory. As I said, none of us were there, and so we have no actual memory of it. But even so, even so we gather for a supper of bread and wine and do it in remembrance of Jesus. And in doing so, something special Happens, even though we were not there with Jesus and the disciples in that upper room. Through the act of remembering Jesus, we are drawn into what the disciples themselves experienced—Jesus' very presence. This is called anamnesis. This is called anamnesis. It is—it is, is the opposite of amnesia. Amnesia is forgetting. Amnesia is. Uh, Anamnesis is bringing to mind, it is remembering, it is the remembering of an experience in such a way that it actually rekindles the experience itself. It is the kind of remembrance that, we can, even, that can even draw others who are not there into the experience. Liturgical scholar Marion Hatchett says of Anamnesis in his commentary in the Book of Common Prayer, he says that a Jew was one who through anamnesis had crossed the Red Sea into the Promised Land. Their her- the heritage and hopes of the Jewish people were the individual heritage and hopes. A Christian, Hatchett says, is one for whom through anamnesis, the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, is a present reality and that Christian has already entered the kingdom, though it is not yet realized in its fullness. That's anamnesis. It rekindles the experience itself and those who are not there are even drawn into that experience. And though forgetfulness may be the default setting for our brains, and our brains quickly forget most of what passes into conscious awareness, of course we have not forgotten Jesus. In fact, we make it a practice to regularly remember him. And though none of us have the memory of that meal Jesus shared with his disciples so long ago, when they gathered together on that night, when we gather together tonight, we're on Sunday mornings, to retell the story of Jesus, to bless bread and wine and eat and drink it in his memory. When we do that, the salvation, he made present and available to the disciples through the offering of his body and blood is made present and effectual in us. It is made present and available to the disciples through the same offering of his body and blood it is made present and effectual to us. And by remembering Jesus tonight, we are rekindling the experience the disciples had with Jesus long ago, and like them, we are drawn into his most gracious presence, and we have entered into his kingdom. Amen.